what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. Meals the GOAT. What's going on? I'm here to talk about the wonderful wide world of wrestling. I have no idea what else we're talking about this week. You know what I want to know? Actually, I want to know because we're going to, I don't know if you saw the, the run sheet today. I put in a new segment today. I'm excited for this. And I, and I purposely <laughs> didn't say anything because I wanted, this is my real reaction to all of these things. I, I'm super, I'm super excited that you're excited. Um, so you know what? I'm not even, I, I was ri- originally going to do, say something in the beginning, but I kind of want to leave it to, I guess, the segment part of the segment. Um, but I want to ask you, well, how about this? How, what have you been enjoying lately? What's been what's been something that's been making you happy or things that you've seen or read or all these other stuff? Like what makes you happy lately? Um, I really enjoyed Across the Spider-Verse. I think I, I think I don't think I'm alone in saying that. I don't think it's really surprising that that's something. No, that, it's legitimately um, everyone's opinion and I have not seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really good. But I mean, besides that, I'm trying I'm finding things that. And, and reconnecting with things that do make me happy and that I enjoy. I started making kits again. I, I took like a, a little break, which is kind of crazy because I was just, you know me, I was doing three a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Why? <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm glad you're making kits. Yeah. What 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 kits have you, uh, what's well, the latest work- one that you bought? I'm working on, uh, I'm working on a Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Rex kit. I don't know if it, you know deep Metal Gear lore here, but I'm 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 branching out from Gundam and doing something. Yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah. not who I expected. All right, go ahead. Iconic, iconic Mecha. Anyone who's listening that's a Metal Gear fan, they're probably gonna be like, hell yes. Oh, I remember this iconic, just silhouette, iconic final boss. Uh, just love this so much. So I started building that. Um, little rusty, not gonna lie. That's what happens when you don't do it for a while. I broke two pieces off of it. That's <laughs> but <laughs> I glued it back together so it doesn't look that bad. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> I, I just processed what happened. Um, that reminds me of <clears throat> when I was a kid, I got these Power Ranger toys, and I used to get, you know, you get the whole Megazord, so there's like five pieces you gotta like attach them together. Um, I never knew that, and this is the original Mighty Morphin. This is original, all right. Mighty Morphin, you know, Dragon Zord, Megazord, all this other shit. I never knew Mastodon's head was a shield yes. at all. <laughs> I've never. I don't think they ever did it in the actual show, or if they did it, they did it very, very rarely. Well, they did. The only thing they didn't show in the show was the head popping off the Mastodon, like the yeah, off. yeah. But the the Megazord actually did. It was the sword, which in the toys, I don't remember where the sword comes from. I think I don't remember either. I think it's just its own separate shit. (laughs) Right. Because the sword, remember, came out the ground. So it actually didn't come out of the actual zords. No, not at all. (laughs) When it was fully kitted out, which was like not often, because remember, they're using footage from like it could have been episode 22. (laughs) They're using old footage and splicing it together. Most of the time when it was kitted out, I would imagine that in the Japanese show, you probably didn't see that form of the Megazord very often. That's why you didn't see that very often. No, but so I remember just breaking off the head entirely because I was like, what the fuck is going on? I remember breaking it before I even, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be the shield. Oh, damn. And so the black, 
Rangers thing was broken since the beginning and stuff like that. And then I remember I took it to school and then my teachers took it away and threw it in the garbage and I never saw it again. Threw it in the garbage? Are you serious? Threw it in the garbage. Threw it in the garbage. How is that legal? Like, what did your parents say? Why did you bring it to school? That's crazy. (laughs) Listen, we have to do, no, for real, we have to do better when we become parents to protect our kids, bro. That is crazy. Like, I'm actually offended about that. That's like, that's not a lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like, do something we wrong. We told you not to bring it to school, and now here it goes. And then I remember it just dropped it in the trash. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, like that is not a lesson. The The lesson of you oh, disobeyed us, so something you love has to die is crazy. <laughs> like, This is the childhood that I knew. This is how I am the way I am now. This is- yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> cool with that. Like, at best, like, back in the day, they would take it away, and then your parents would have to come get it. And that would be like kind of your. I remember that more so in high school. Like if you got your phone taken away, your parents had to come and get it. So there was no way my parents were ever coming across the city to get my phone. So I just never brought my phone <laughs> to school, which was whack, by the way. Like, what if what if something happens to your your mom or your dad or your sister, brother, aunt, uncle, whatever, and they need to reach you? You just had to wait till you get home. I still think we were very. So when I was growing up and I guess middle school and high school, um, we were like, I don't want to say the first generation with cell phones, but the first generations of mass produced cell phones. You know what I'm saying? Like it becoming a thing, multiple companies, singular, AT&T, um, other shit, Sprint, um, other stuff. So like it was probably singular back then. Yeah, yeah, singular. I was definitely singular. That's why AT&T, like they can't tell me nothing. I've been with the company for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I remember, yeah, back in the day, like you couldn't bring it to school. This is New York City schools. You had the metal detector. Did you have metal detectors at your high school? Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> we we had to, <laughs> I guess this is, now I'm walking you through this process. You entered the building for school. Um, but so make sure, and you could be late by having to go through the metal detectors. You're supposed to take in time. You're supposed to account the time that you have to go through the metal detectors to get into school. So you go, you put all your, you put your bags on the conveyor belt. <laughs> you have to take off your belt and any other metals that you have and also put it in the thing. And that's how you entered school. <laughs> and so then you get it all back. You enter club, like you enter the school like you was getting into the 4040 club. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And like, because I guess there were people who would bring guns and knives and all this other shit. Yeah, that's New York. Y'all niggas is the king of fifties and all types of shit that y'all used to be doing back then. So yeah, Gangs, I all the other stuff. Yeah, it, it was it was a it was a time. It was a time. Now they only really bring it out if they really have to. I just um, imagine you went to school. You went to school with like a bunch of like taggers and like niggas who was in the Wu Tang Clan and. Shit. <laughs> I was in the honors class. <laughs> Uh, it's a difference. Okay, <laughs> I was in honors. I was there was no yeah there was none of that. But I I definitely went to school with those type of people for sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Well, I'm trying to think of things that I've enjoyed lately. I've enjoyed the weather. I don't know about you. I don't know how your weather is going over where you're at. But our weather is spectacular. It's gloomy and it's gonna rain today. So there you go. Oh, y'all need, do y'all still need, is this, is the rain thing still like a, a thing? Like y'all oh, still need it? had a month straight of rain. If you've ever, and I'm telling you right now, like 
drive around the valleys and stuff around here, it is the greenest it's ever looked. Like it is the green. It looks like the sound of music. Like my nigga, it looks crazy out here. How green it is, and it's still raining. I'm glad, but I'm like, damn, California's weather. We actually got weather, but in the wrong time of the year. It's strange. Yeah, June. But honestly, it doesn't get hot out here for real until like August through October anyway. So I'm expecting the worst. Okay. Well, listen. Good to know. Good to know. It is very nice, very crisp weather out here. I appreciate it. That's one thing I like. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of things that I've enjoyed. I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, I want to shop for a new couch. By the way, Have, where have you where you bought your couch? By the way, uh, Ashley, oh Ashley Furniture. It's the it's Damn. the option. It's the married option. So, all right. I've been recommended that at least three times. So I'm gonna have to. Did you go in person? Uh, yes, I went in person. That's the only okay. way. To, you got to sit on it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, they give you an online option. You can't just buy the shit online. Yeah, but what if you get the couch and you don't you know, sit on it and it, it's trash? You have to go sit on the couch, Mills. Oh, God. I got to travel all far. Out to that's, what for. that's what it's for. It's a night. Make a day out of it. Go get some coffee. Go, you know, take a walk. Go to Ashley Furniture. Sit on some couches. Let some people try and sell you in the shit. It's fun. You can go lay on the beds too. Take a nap. Honestly, furniture stores are the jug. Like you can go. There's so much shit to do in there. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> in the furniture store. It's like an adult Toys R Us. It really is. <laughs> and I just remember as a kid going to Sears back in the day and used to like play with all the televisions and turn on all the water things and all my nieces out um, <laughs> and all this other shit like that. So definitely. <laughs> absolutely so i mean i'm glad that you're enjoying that i hope you get your couch you know what i'm saying like i i really i really feel as though uh, this, is, this is my gift for all the fan dueling by the way oh my god seriously yeah i wanted this is my only. that was my only goal for the entire nba season and i accomplished it and then some <laughs> oh wow so you came up off the uh the the nuggets i guess um no um <laughs> I would say my most, ironically enough, sadly enough, my most lucrative team was the Celtics. Like easily. There you go. Like, listen, the, the ones you the ones you hate turn out to be the ones that that try and help you to. <laughs> hey man, we here. <laughs> uh, let, let's get into um, no holds barred, <clears throat> really quick. We got we got a lot of stuff, including our new segment. I would say a pretty positive week for one company and then uh, then kind of like a eh, <laughs> for another company. Yeah, I mean, there aren't that much news out. I mean, what's the news that came out today? Like, I think there was the only bit of news. I mean, there's a lot of but there aren't there isn't that much news out, which I feel like we need every now and then in wrestling. Like you need a slow week because when something ridiculous, if we get a slow week, I know something ridiculous is about to happen next week for sure. Yeah, yeah, CM Punk yeah, yeah. show up to a show. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> uh, Miro punches got, somebody. <laughs> we got some news on CM Punk. Actually, some news that I gotta I gotta add to our docket here because it wasn't in your um, it wasn't in the run sheet, and it just came out. So we're we're gonna talk oh, about that. Okay. Um, but before we do that, uh, big news for Forbidden Door Two. Um, 
really big news. Two big matches announced. Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. The rematch from Wrestle Kingdom has actually been announced for the, um, in the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> US title. Um, those are two big matches. I think those will sell. I mean, the show's pretty much already sold out, I think, but that's going to just sell everyone on the show. I- I'll be watching. You know what I mean? I- I'll-, I'll for yeah. sure be for that. No, I'm, I mean, this is, when you think of uh, this kind of, like, feel between AEW and, and I forgot, why did, why couldn't, oh, Brian got hurt last year. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was gone. Um, for really, yeah. And he got replaced by Zack Sabre Jr., who was facing the debut in Cesaro. Oh, God. Um, well, luckily, we aren't on the side of that, and that's probably why they've been keeping him on ice for the last number of weeks. <laughs> And he probably will not wrestle until um, Forbidden Door, to be honest with you. But listen, but my, my concern with this match, though, Mills, is that, like, you're right. They have been keeping him on ice, but they also let Brian do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And he's already been hurt this year. He got hurt at Anarchy in the Arena last year, I believe, right? Or, or some match um, that he was yeah. in. Wasn't he in that one last year, too? He was in last year, right? No, it was in, it was in the Anarchy in the Arena. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and he probably low key got hurt on this one, or he was he did he did very little in this one from what I heard. He actually wasn't around that much, um, for 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 this year's. But um, I'm worried about Brian because I think that he's going to go really hard, and I think that people should expect him to not be around, uh, wrestling in the wrestling capacity after this match because that's how hard he's going to go. But that's how hard the match is going to go. So, hey man, to be honest with you, he could go out on this match. <laughs> I'm keeping really with you. <laughs> If this is the only reason why he left WWE and this is what he does, fine. He did it. <laughs> he did yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, he could realistically, like, he could go out on this match. Like, if this was, like, his, re- not even his retirement match, but, like, okay, I'm starting the end of my career after this, I'm all for it. Because this match is more than a dream match. And I don't think we get the opportunity to have the dream matches when U.S. wrestling intersects with Japan. Japanese wrestling with these two major stars in this kind of way, especially if you spend a lot, most of your career in WWE. Now, do I think sometime in the future they could be some New Japan WWE thing in the future? I think it's possible. I think if their agreement with AEW goes somewhere else, um, it's definitely possible. But Okada versus Brian Danielson is like, you don't even need to, I don't need anything else. They dropped a little video of Brian, you know. In his in, uh, in his location, yeah, in the woods, in the desert, or wherever the hell he's at, doing neck bridges and all types of other shit. Um, and that's kind of all you needed to sell me on the match. It's it kind of reminds me of Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, mm-hmm. and that kind of feel of like you don't wow. need a story. You don't need a story. Yeah, you don't need a story. You don't need any type of thing. Like the story is <clears throat> that we've waited so long for this match. It's finally happening. It's going to be fucking cool. I can't wait. And, and I think, again, like that, that's not even to say that like one of my like matches of the year is getting a rematch here. And, and that's uh, Osprey versus Omega. And I think that I got a, cons- I got a conspiracy. I think, we're, like, I think they're slowly winding them down. I think Kenny's slowly winding down in this company. Mm. I really. Okay. I think, I mean... I, think he'll, I think he'll drop this title that he never defends <laughs> in the first place. Right. To Osprey, who's probably going to be around New Japan for quite some time. And I mean, just look at it, though. Mills, like they, he, they've been giving him all the big matches. He's been getting all the big matches. I think the next one is probably Ibushi coming back. 
Um, and then it's probably going against uh, Take a Shit to <laughs> to catch them. <laughs> and I mean, I think I mean, what else is there left? Another Adam Page match, I guess. Punk? That's not happening. <laughs> um, that is a good question. What's all right beyond these two matches? What's another? What's the, what's I guess another? If they're loading up this card, what do you hope to see? You got New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW. What would you hope to see? I would imagine who the hell is, uh, who in the hell is on the New Japan roster? That's exciting. I, is Naito going to show up again? Is Naito going to show? You know up? he is. I no, guess I'm kidding. Naito, I have no idea. Naito and his knees would be cool. Um, Sonata will probably have to pull up. He's the he's the champion over there. Mm-hmm. Sonata MJF is just not something that seems right for me to to even wish for. I would imagine Sonata Mox or um Sonata Mox. Ugh, ugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nasty. I'm actually I'm asking you this also because they also announced the G1. G one thirty three. Yeah, they did the trade off. Yeah. Did you do you have any predictions for that? Do you see anything for that? Are you even for the are you do you even care? <laughs> Okada's gonna win again. Um <laughs> I mean Okada and Sonata seems to be the de- the direction for Russell Kingdom and you I would imagine you would have Sonata win there. Um but I mean it's just I look at the field and I'm like it's no it can't be anyone else but Okada, to be honest with you. Mm. I see anyone else um I, I mean i guess since lij are heels again i guess you could do something with the elite with them like maybe the bucks um and page versus lij with naito well no naito's not is naito still in it i don't know um, naito's still in it. yeah he's still in it. okay so they're, i guess they're like bad guys again um so like you could you could do something with them i i don't mjf and sonata just don't seem fine to me but I mean, I guess someone could prove me wrong. Maybe Darby Allen and Sonata would be pretty fun. I think that would be. I fun. don't know what you'd do at MJF on this show. You would not if have I, him there. He yeah, already. I would, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. To be honest with you, um, what would you expect to see? Is it is it too uh, is it too brazen to call Kenta versus CM Punk? <laughs> no, I think that'd be cool. I don't think they're these are two broken down old men though. Like, I don't know <laughs> like, like at their peak, like yes, but like now, uh, no. They, they have a, a resourceful ass match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of things, a lot of callbacks and stuff like that. Um, I could see one of those. Um, what could? What else could I see? I don't know. Not much, to be honest with you. We'll see what they put in front of us. Again, I thought the build last year was lackluster, but with these two big matches announced, I think you definitely got a lot of anticipation coming for it. Um, I would have... Uh, it'll be interesting to see like how much, again, like last year. I think uh, last year mainly new japan people just if you could show up weeks before you did but if you were a big deal you showed up like three days before mm-hmm. um so i'm interested to see what they do i'm interested to see how this kind of also figures in considering the fact that they also have a saturday show now yeah. that they have to, 
that they have to do along with Forbidden Door on Sunday. Oh so God. I think that'll be taped. I want. I don't know. Is that? I don't know if that's live every week. Oh no, it is live I, every week. It is. You're right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be. Yeah. Yeah, they're just calling taping. Okay. Yeah, they're they got that. They're taping. I think they tape Rampage with Dynamite. Um, no, they or they tape ROH with Di- I don't remember anymore. They tape they're taping. No, I think they tape ROH now with um, Forbidden Door, not Forbidden Door. Fucking Collision. Oh my yeah. god! All right, all these fucking shows. Either way, AEW has quite a bit to look forward to with the last next number of weeks. They got a lot of television to fill. I'm interested to see how they actually do this, um, which might bring us into our next topic that we're talking about here. <laughs> CM Punk officially announced for the debut of AEW Collision. However, this week you also have the announcement of the announcement of the main event for that first show next week. Yeah, next week. Um, what was your take of the reaction that CM Punk got? I mean, I heard many people say, "Well, I was there and we were cheering." I know what people heard on TV, <laughs> and that was louder than whatever the hell people was hearing. I thought it was an appropriate reaction, to be honest with you. I thought it was, (laughs) I thought, um, and not from a standpoint of like, he does, well, I don't know, maybe he does a little bit deserve it. Well, not even for the he deserves it. It's, it's AW reaping what they sown. Like, again, you had the guy, you had the guy disappear from TV with no, and then this is why it's driving me crazy. Like I was literally last week, Mills, like, I was like, am I going crazy here? Like, or is this like the dumbest thing I've ever seen? You, you you had him disappear from TV for no reason, not even an injury angle or anything took him out. He just wasn't there. You had the elite go on there and make fun of him, essentially, and make fun of the incident in his hometown. Um, you you had them come back first, for one. There's been yeah. so many there's been so many stories about him being a hard ass and, and stuff like that that's just been fed to all of the the biggest, you know, um newsletters out there. It's very, it's very easy to to this would this is like a smear campaign. It really was like a smear campaign, and then they're seeing the 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 fruits of that labor. And it's interesting now because you know we hear all the fightful reports about they having a backstage meeting with their new uh, with their new head of communications, Adam. What's his face? And he's talking about listen, guys. Don't fuck with Adam. We don't fuck off the record. If you're going to have these off the record discussions, make sure that they're off the record and stuff like that. I'm like, everyone in this company talks to the people. Um, The reaction is definitely, you know, again, like you said, kind of like shows how AEW has kind of like handled this situation. Um, Whether it's being on screen or off screen, you've set a line in the dirt, not only backstage, but between your audience, between people who like punk and people who aren't, who are against punk. Um, the numbers have not, you know, shot up dramatically for Collision, even though it's been billed as like the CM Punk show. Yeah. So, and uh, hey, that's the news. I mean, ticket sales are are being are, are just awful. To be honest, uh, they've only sold seven hundred tickets for that next week's taping in in Hamilton, Ontario, and that's right before Forbidden Door. I feel like they. I don't know. They have an issue with just really branding themselves as a company. Like the, the, the <laughs> just overall, they have an issue in kind of like separating themselves, marketing themselves. How do they get within the market and stuff like that? They have like a real issue with that. Um, 
I think the stuff in the in the ring is passable. And then I also have an issue with the lack of stars in the show, because realistically, like, Maybe. there's no reason. Yeah, <laughs> there's made none. And WWE shows are doing gangbusters every week. And, you know, we'll get into that a little bit as well later, but they're doing gangbusters every week. And there's there's a reason why all their house rule shows that people have requested. And these are things that people have come up with. Like you need house shows so people get better so they can be on television and then no one goes to the house shows. So, so um, you need, you know, we need to feature more of these people on television. Then they feature people on television. It's not even sold out or something along those lines. It's a, they got to do a better job with, I guess, invigorating their audience and, I think um, I think Forbidden Door is a great way to do it, but then they're also doing it at the they're doing it with New Japan stars. It's not really like yeah. the power right. of Forbidden Door is New Japan talent. Yeah, they're the draw, whether you like it or not. They're the ones who are the draw. You put a Brian Danielson on a pay per view against anybody else, and it's not going to sell. Y'all just had Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, and it just. It it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give, so it, it they've got, got to it, do a better. It got three and a half stars though. <laughs> Listen, I feel like they, I feel like they need a more. I don't know if this. I guess this taints what Forbidden Door is, but I think they need a better relationship with New Japan as well. Yeah, they do. I, I, does, I mean, does this bear any like any fruit for that market for for their market that they that they have? In New Japan? I don't feel like it does. I th- not really, but also I feel like there can definitely be some sort of talent exchange where it empowers both. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there should be AEW stars featured in a major way on Wrestle Kingdom. And then they should also be featured on a way, like, for instance, there's All In and Wembley Stadium. It would be great to have a couple of New Japan stars there as well. I mm-hmm. think if this was a relationship between i think if this was wwe and you're doing you're heading towards a major show it's all hands on deck whatever makes this the biggest show that you can that's why they bring in a rock that's why they bring in a batista that's why they bring in stone cold steve austin anything that kind of like makes the shows and while they necessarily aren't stone cold steve austin the rock or batista they are i guess they are pillar pillars i guess they are icons to those kind of people Mm -hmm. and I think they need, yeah, I think they need to really, if they don't have the the their own great amount of homegrown stars, they need to start incorporating a lot more stars from outside. And I would have, I know she's injured right now, but they would have made a killing off of Mercedes Monet, not featured on Forbidden Door, but another pay-per-view just in general. Well, here's my thing with, with, with that even, is that like, she's a draw to new japan audiences is she a draw to a company that doesn't really um benefit or or not benefit but but really push women's wrestling either i say she though so i agree with you there but i do think i don't know if she's a complete draw but i do feel like in terms of um the spectacle of it I think if you want to take it to the next level where you're like, okay, we're investing within the women and you potentially push towards a, you know, a women's main event on a pay-per-view, like this is kind of like how you nudge towards that. 
by saying, okay, we're going to include a Mercedes Monet. We're going to include a lot of these things. We're going to incorporate that into the actual show itself. And I don't think you do it on a Forbidden Door because Forbidden Door is just going to be, Forbidden Door is enough of a spectacle that it's going to become like a novelty in itself. Like it's just going to be the Forbidden Door thing. But if you kind of make it a more of a regular kind of fixture of like, okay, incorporating a, a couple of these stars into other shows, then it becomes a lot more like, oh, okay, you don't want to miss any of these other things. I, I feel like, I, I think Mercedes Monet can add to AEW I think you're a fan. with a match. With a match. I think, no, no, no. I think she can add with a match for I sure. Think, I think you're a fan. Okay. I think you like I think you like Mercedes a lot. I do like Mercedes, yes. I have not seen that bear fruit in her post WWE career yet. But and looking at the trend AEW, there can't they can't even sell out her hometown right now. But here's the th- but that's true. But here's the thing, like they're doing it in a market Mercedes Monet was doing it in a market necessarily that's powered by like New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? So, like, what happens if it's, like, an American, like, similar to WWE, AEW is a North American base. Like, a North American-based promotion prom- promoting Mercedes Monet. You know her as Sasha Banks. They're not going to say Sasha Banks. But you know who the hell she is. Does that have any kind of differences from... Because Mercedes Monet going over to Japan, I don't think has the same effect as Mercedes Monet going over to AEW. Sure. For I think a- it has a... <laughs> well, yeah, for a week, yeah, yeah, for a week or so. But you you promote it on that card, like you saying if they uh, they if they announce Mercedes Monet is going to be at Wembley, I think it's going to garner a lot of great attention and a lot of great things towards that. I don't know if it's going to bring more women to the show. To be honest with you, I don't know if it's going. Yeah, I say I don't know if it's going to last, but yeah, <laughs> this company but, is. I mean, we'll talk about it, but like it's sliding at a rate where I said this two, what, two, three weeks ago. I've never seen anyone come back from this. I've never seen a company come back from this without like a complete overhaul of how they do things. And that's not going to happen. You know why? I think it will. You know why? It's not going to happen soon. It's not going to happen soon. No, it's not going to happen soon. Because the person that writes the checks is also the person that writes the show. I agree. And he doesn't have a team. So I agree. I agree. You look at Elon Musk and Twitter, and he's like, "Listen, I'm I'm taking my hands off this shit." Yeah, cause... after you ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After he fucking ruined it, yes, absolutely. That's what they do. Um, AEW Fight Forever uh, got the release date coming out there, coming out the I think Forbidden Door weekend or or the weekend or the week before or whatever. Um, yeah, something more. It's in June. There, there's a there's a bunch of videos and content and stuff that's been coming out. There was a, a creator event uh, similar to what WWE 2K does and a lot of different other um, companies and game studios do when a game is about to come out just to garner some support from influencers. So we've been seeing a lot of content come out. Um, I am not at the liberty. That's what I'm saying. I was going to say, I know you aren't able to talk about it. So let I, me see what I can do. I am not at the liberty to say my thoughts in general, other than I hope that the developers, uh, you know, I hope that it reviews well and, and they get paid and, you know, whatever deals they have on the back end ends up happening, you know, bonuses and whatnot. But I will say that I am concerned about where this is falling in terms of this month. OK, this month, I don't know if you know, Meals is a mammoth month for the year for video games. 
You just had Street Fighter 6 come out. You just had Diablo 4 come out this week, but people have been playing it since last week. You had mm -hmm. Zelda come out uh, maybe 20 days ago, and then you're falling into uh, coming out maybe five or six days after Final Fantasy 16, which is the first Final Fantasy in, uh, I want to say, four years. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how, and I know, and here's the thing I know that those audiences don't overlap, but I'm talking about in terms of conversation that is absolutely going to be a problem for that game. And I'm wondering how they're going to, other than what they've done now, kind of break apart from the pack because 2K already had the conversation. They're doing their thing. Um, but then you have, again, Street Fighter 6 is taking up conversation. Diablo 4, uh, they just announced today the fastest selling game of that series. Street Fighter uh, 6 sold a million copies in three days. It'll probably be at 2 million by Friday. You're looking at mammoth numbers and Final Fantasy 16 is going to take over all the market share at the end of the month. And that's the only thing that I'm kind of concerned about with them just dropping it out the sky. I, I feel like July would have been a better option for them. Just, just odd timing all around for for that game to come out now. I, I don't know. Like I, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's got blood and it's got skateboarding. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. But AEW Fight Forever is definitely coming out towards the end of this month. Um, I've already hit up Quan and Cyrus and see if they would play the game, even though I think we put them through enough. But they have also offered that, yeah, they'll, I mean, if, it, if it's there, you know, we'll play it and review it and let us know how it goes. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um I'm interested what else do we have next? in Quan's video game reviewing acumen because mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he he plays cities all day. Hey man, don't underestimate Quan. Okay, all right, don't underestimate Quan. Quan come through. Just saying. I play Pokemon. You know, I go, I I review another game too. Exactly, <laughs> you're reviewing a <the> game. <laughs> I review, I review this game too. Shit. Um... I'm not reviewing it on the Switch. Um, <laughs> but um, we got one more thing. No holes barred. NXT. I know you how much you love NXT. Love it. Fantastic. Um, Sweet. Yeah, we got post their pay-per-view. Apparently, they shook things up a little bit. And we got an appearance from Mustafa Ali, who's now incorporating himself in the North American title picture, which is... Good. How do we feel about that? Good, great, amazing. But ask me after this next one. Okay. <laughs> and then at the end of the show, when I thought it was going to be Joe Coffey ruining our lives, it is none other than the ruiner of a, he has got the patent on ruining lives. He got the patent on tanking main events. He's got the patent on it all. The man sh the man showed up looking like <laughs> He's like, I, I guess I'm coming to work. Um, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Lays out Carmelo Hayes in the main event of NXT. Looks like he is going for the NXT championship. Um, the Great American Bash. I think it's at the end of next month, which is the next major show. Um, how do you feel about Baron Corbin infiltrating NXT again? And Ali, I, I'll say this. I don't know well, if you Ali for the first time. I don't know if you'll agree. I don't. I don't know if anyone will agree. 
I feel as though a lot of people were very like kind of scratching their head at the free agent thing. And admittedly, I was too with people that could jump from show to show. I think you give if if WWE is going to be really tight on continuity as they've been in the past couple of months, I think that there was no better choice than to do this and to give people and put people on that show that have they've gone to the towns, they've gone to the the, the international live events, they've worked the house shows, they've worked the the biggest raws and the and the, and the lowest raws. You know what I'm saying? To give those people and and those and those up and coming stars on NXT that that you know what I'm saying that extra um that extra learning. You know what I mean? I think with Ali, he's someone that is kind of lost and has been kind of lost, but they've like strangely pushed him still. They, he's 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 been kept relatively kind of like away from a lot of BS. I mean, he had a really great match with Gunther two weeks ago. Um, so I think that you, I mean, Wesley and Ali is something that you want to see regardless of how you feel about his character, I think that he showed up and I'm telling you right now, it, it was cool because you don't see that very often on this show. And I think that with Triple H and, and his team being so familiar with not only Ali because he came from his, you know, his, his era, but also the guys down there that he hired before he left, that makes sense. He understands these people and he understands how to write them and how to put them in storylines. Baron Corbin, to me, is the biggest heel you could go to that people would hate after Braun to face Carmelo uh, Carmelo Hayes, who has someone who is a bigger opponent and that's more imposing to him, and he can get actual he can get actual babyface cheers against and babyface heat against. Do you think this is have we truly kind of like reached I don't want to say bankruptcy on Baron Corbin, but it kind of like feels so like creatively. I think everything that they've tried, I mean, the last thing they actually tried was the pairing with JBL. And I think they messed that up more than he did. Oh, he's, 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 he's absolutely not over. Okay. Let me tell you that he's absolutely not over, but in a small room, I think he works better because he, he, it's it's a small room. He don't got to try and work to that crowd. You put him in a big room on raw with all those heavy hitters. Him on Raw against a Gunther or anyone else, he just looks small. You know what I'm saying? But I think what I would I appreciate is that Baron Corbin's willing to play the role without complaining. You know what I mean? And 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 Ali the same. You know what I mean? They're willing to play that role without complaining. And it looks like they want to help people down there. And and Baron Corbin hasn't been back there in years. So it's actually kind of interesting to see him down there. Yeah, now, now I think about it, because like he has not been there since it has to be about 2015, 16. 16. Mm-hmm. So, and he's last time he was hair. there, he was a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, he still had long hair when he was down there. And, and I think, again, barely. <laughs> NXT should be about giving back. What happened with the draft is that they took away a lot of their heavy hitters, and there's very few that are down there right now. So if, you, if there's people on the, on, the, um, on the free agent thing that can go down there, <clears throat> get some reps, I honestly feel like a lot more people should be on the free agent shit. I feel like if they, if they don't know what the fuck to do with Tegan Knox, why don't you just put her back down there for a couple weeks and then bring her back up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, that would be great. There's barely any women on that free free agent roster, right? I think I think there's none. Um, who do I want to say is on free agent? Hold on. No, I don't think Dana Brooke is a free agent. Is Not, she? No. Damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Zion Quinn, Elias, um, uh, Ali, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, Baron Corbin, Von Wagner. Dolph Ziggler, Omos, and and I mean Brock Lesnar, but you know he's not going to NXT. There's no women on that list. You know what That's I'm saying? Like, nuts. Put some women on that. Honestly, take Shelton and 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 Cedric. Take them back down there too. I think hey, there's a lot, there's a lot of things you can do with them. 
Hey man, ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. You know what I'm saying? Tamina on NXT. What the fuck is 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 Ezekiel or Elias not the GM for NXT? <laughs> <laughs> right? That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. Um, be but crazy. fair. That would be cool because add so many elements to this whole thing when you have them right. bounce from show to show, and that's why I fuck with the free agent thing. You know what? I'm you know I'm here for it. I'm interested to see what they do. I think this is definitely going to be a task for Mello. I think this is a it's a gimme for Mello. But here's the thing: this is an opportunity to either be great or be terrible on all fronts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like bad on both sides. I mean, Baron Corbin is a heel, but he's not exactly like. I mean, I think in NXT he'll be over like Rover for sure. Um, NXT crowd is full sale is very uh Perfect. is that full sale? No, it's a uh, PC. PC PC crowd is fickle. The full sale cheer. Deal, the full sale deal ended like a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, so you know they're fickle. So you know what? We'll see what we see. But in case you don't see, I mean, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali are still on the shows. Are still mentioned on the shows. We saw Cameron Grimes appear last week and said, "Next time Baron Corbin shows up here, I'm whooping his ass." It it, it makes sense. I mean, he he put he put Grimes over, and I got to talk about Grimes. We got a SmackDown too. This seems like they got some like kind of big plan for him, but um, mm. I it, it 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 makes sense. It looks good. I I I'm telling you right now, Mills, and I feel this in my heart of hearts. This has been the best draft they've they've done in a really long time. Okay, it's been the it. best draft they've done in a really long time. I could see it. I won't say ever because you still got that uh you still got that SmackDown roster. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's it's fair. You know what? I looked at. I looked at you know, on an episode of SmackDown. They had all the women come out for the Money in the Bank thing, and I was like, "This is a roster right here." Roster hitters. You feel me? Niggas were saying that they was. Eh, I don't know about it. I was like, oh, "Hey, it's looking good." And they building up two. They building up two women that we haven't even seen really yet into being like something really a, a big deal too. So I, I fuck with it. Let's get to our new segment. Yeah. So, this is very powerful. I want you to introduce the segment, but I want to know how you're going to say the title of the segment. It's very, you know, it can be interpreted in different ways. An inflection of your voice can change the meaning of this. So I want to know how you interpret the title of this segment. So in the world of the Internet wrestling community and outside of it, there are many things that get people a little bit tilted, a little bit off of their character, out of their character, if you will. And under the tutelage and the and the ex- expert expert design of my co-host Meals, he's created a whole new segment so we could talk about the grievances or uh, perceived grievances that mm. are done by these companies every single week, and we're gonna react to them and and really figure out why y'all mad. There you go. It could be why y'all mad or why y'all mad for real. Oh. <laughs> Why y'all mad? You know what I'm saying? Why y'all mad? Why y'all mad? We got let's a new segment. About, let's talk about the first thing that they they're mad about. People are very mad at Andrade El Idolo for refusing to appear on AEW a couple of weeks ago outside of Tony Khan's office asking for a segment. This came out a couple of days ago in the news. Um, people were up in arms about it. This cocky motherfucker. This ego, this ego fucking testicle. <laughs> He need to go back. He need to go back where he came from. Go back to the country. 
He won't be with his wife. You need to go be with his wife. He's taking Kip Sabian's job. <laughs> He's taking uh, Alex Marvez's job. Whatever the fuck is on that show. Why are they mad? This is why they're mad. Our reactions to it. Listen, man, if I'm Andrade, I'm telling Tony Connie eat a fucking Frank every time he calls me. <laughs> I, all right. I'm not I, telling him that. I have, go ahead. No, con- continue. I have punched someone in the face after he told me not to. What makes you think I'm going to do anything you ask me to do outside of winning the AEW title as soon as I come back? <laughs> I'm cool with here's it. My, here's my thing with this segment. Here's why I'm cool with it. I feel like as a wrestler, especially one in AEW, especially one as Andrade, who I guess has creative control. That was always a rumor when he signed up. Did he confirm it on that like Mexican um, podcast? I forget. Um, he did. But he has, a, he has a level of creative control. Mm-hmm. If I don't want my first appearance to be backstage, knocking on, the door. <laughs> knocking on the door, I don't want that to be my first appearance back. I've been gone for a while. And I think the last time we saw him, I don't know if he was stuffed in a damn casket or whatever the fuck he was doing. But <laughs> if I don't want <laughs> if I don't want to look like Miro and Thunder Rosa knocking on a door begging for a match, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like why do we and then they haven't I haven't seen Miro or Thunder Rosa since. That happened like a month ago. Because they like, got excited for a collision, bro. Hey man, it's a Creative control. That's what I'm typing this on her ass. I don't know why y'all mad, but the man got creative control. They're mad and they're coming for you. They're mad and they're coming for you. Um, The next thing that they're mad about, people are mad that Ronda Rousey uh, went on Cheap Heat and talked about how she fought to be in the tag team with Shayna. And people are mad because Mercedes and Naomi also fought for the tag division. Ronda said a lot of other things on that that I feel as though people should be way more mad about. Mm. <laughs> but first of all, shout out to Chief Heat, shout out to Greg. Um, but this isn't a one-to-one situation. And you know what? I I was gonna tweet it, but then I was like, you know what? I'm trying to watch my tweets lately. I'm trying to watch what I put on wax <laughs> on the on the typing internet type of thing because I don't know how people are gonna respond. But Ronda Rousey wanting to team with Shayna Baszler is not a one-on-one-to-one with whatever happened with Mercedes and Trinity. Mm. It's just not. Ronda Rousey, and you could have seen this since last year, if you saw the segments that she had with Shayna that weren't even official WWE segments, she would film shit on her own social media. I think it was the feud with Natalia. Um, or the feud with Liv or something along those lines. And she would just film stuff with Shayna, them going over stuff, them, you know, training, them doing things. She's been trying to angle for this for a long time. Mm-hmm. At no point did she ever want to come back to save the company and be in this long, aggressive-ass feud with Charlotte. Right. <laughs> she wanted <laughs> she wanted to... Be in a tag team. Be in a tag team, help build up her friend get Shayna to a place where even if Ronda Rousey said, I don't want to wrestle no more, Shayna's good. Right. Shayna's rehabilitated back in the eyes. And you see that a little bit on Raw, you know, that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Naomi and, and, and Trinity, no, sorry, Trinity and Mercedes wanting to like 
okay, we want to make sure that we're like these tag team champions who don't necessarily lose in singles matches is not the same thing as what she had going on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fight, and I think this is a this is has a lot to do with the aggregating culture, more so, of how Twitter accounts will literally just aggregate news and do their best to sum it up in two hundred eighty characters or two hundred forty characters to make it more salacious. Um, but it's not the same thing, and I truly feel like if 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 Ronda was in a situation, first of all, Ronda has pull. It's just clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's be clear. It, yeah. it, <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to get that. I was like, she got, the juice. she got the juice and them two didn't. She, yeah, she, she's main event of WrestleMania, help bring a lot of eyes to the company. She's, I still, I looked at Raw last night and I'm in my brain. I'm like, yo, Ronda Rousey's really here week to week wrestling mid-carters on this show. Like, you know how insane that is looking back from 2016? They're giving them like seven to ten minute matches too, which is great. And, and they're getting their yeah. shit off. And she's like a real. I'm like, yo, she's like a real fucking wrestler. Like, and the general public does not talk about Ronda Rousey anymore. Ronda Rousey was a fucking megastar, <laughs> and now she's wrestling at ten thirty on Monday Night Raw for yeah. the love. Yeah, just for the that love. is that's nuts. I I think so. Yeah, I. <laughs> Understand that the the anger is in a vacuum because of women's wrestling. That's the vacuum that it's under. But I okay. I, I I get that. But I think, as you said, the situations are are not similar. But there's way more stuff to be mad at her about, like her saying that like uh, it was mediocre and that the tag team championships have been mediocre for the past. They have spent the better part of a year trying to get these titles back to prominence, and they were there, and then Liv got hurt. So they had to redo stuff all over again. So I think to to say that, especially in a, in a locker room full of, of women that like probably look up to her or respect her or whatever, I I don't like that's the type of work shoot that's just kind of crazy to say. It's the same thing as is like uh, who's who said it? Um, somebody said in AEW, I forget what what woman said it. She was like, women don't get the same opportunities, or women don't get enough opportunities in AEW. I forgot who said it. I, I saw it as like a blind item, but I was like, yeah, but. <laughs> like like you got to look at in the vacuum why that's happening you know what i'm saying it's like what why why is it why was it looked at as an afterthought to ronda right you were too right. winning the women's championships to even care back then okay and 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 to be fair sasha and bailey wanted those titles and they worked hard for those so for you to be like i can't i'm i'm christopher columbus is crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing i'll say people are, are mad about or should be mad about um, people are mad at Lacey Evans' new attire. People are mad about what? More what? specifically, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter is mad that she took the entire juice of Sergeant Slaughter with the cobra on the hat. Yeah, with the hat. I think it's just a hat over the hat. I think it's the hat. I think it's the. I guess she's now like a drill sergeant kind of vibe. Going, listen. As much as I don't care for Lacey Evans, she's just trying to survive. <laughs> At any point, she is, she is. You ever seen that thing of Martin where it's like you're like eye over water, like the water, like right here, <laughs> like right next to the eyelid type of thing? She is drowning. <laughs> <laughs> she needs something. Next she time. needs anything. She grabbing on that hat like her life depends on it because <laughs> she ain't got shit. 
It ain't hitting. None of it. At all. Face, heel, hat, no hat, bra, pants, don't matter. Nothing is hitting at all. There's worse things to be mad at Lacey Evans over than her damn hat. <laughs> Leave the hat alone. Like why she isn't a fucking uh, free agent <laughs> right now. Right? Why she isn't punching <laughs> why she isn't punching Lyra Valkyrie in the face next Tuesday. She needs it. Oh my god. Next on the list. People are mad that WWE has a clause with arenas to prevent AEW from running at the same arena within weeks of their show. This Amen. was this was kind of this was a news item that was introduced and left there. And that's what I hate about like tweets like this. And, and again, it's like it's engagement culture. They tweet it out and they leave it there for y'all to just discuss with no content. Hey, that's you. <laughs> they ain't say, they're gonna say we didn't say anything about them trying to make AEW bankrupt. We didn't do anything, but we're just gonna leave this tweet here and go. And then be like a thousand views or a thousand retweets. We won. We won kind of bigging up the, the tribalism while people are in the replies, literally the reply, replies meal saying, what's wrong with going head to head with AEW at the TD Garden or Barclays? That will never happen. Because hey, here's man, this might be this is this might be for AEW's own production more than anything. And, <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. When is the last time you, you saw Rolling Loud and then the next week you saw, I don't know, fucking Roots Picnic in the same place? Right. You know, the only time you'll see that type of thing happen is when the company owns both the fucking events, just like Stagecoach and Coachella happen in a week after each other or two weeks after each other in the same place. That's the only time you'll see that happen because Golden Voice owns both. You've never seen... Uh, you, you, you've never seen it's, it's, it's literally the same reason why again these like I brought up earlier these festivals take place in wildly different areas but they still converge in, in the same places at different times during the year it's all about routing but it's also about connections and relationships if you got a relationship with that arena yes they're gonna they're gonna do you a solid because you're you're putting money in their people's pockets you're, you're paying for their, their concessions you're paying for the the lights to stay on you're paying for the, the the big events to happen there that's literally show business it happens everywhere but again, people act like and they get mad and, and fucking outraged because this happens. This is this is just normal business practice. This is literally normal. <laughs> this is incredibly normal. Not and only- I guarantee it's not even normal just in like this happened in wrestling years ago. <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> not only is it not cutthroat, it's to the, like you said, it's to their benefit. You're gonna you're gonna burn like here's the thing with AEW. They're burning out the same four cities, and now they're about to burn out San Diego and the Bay. Because they're going back there all the time. So they're burning out Chicago and Pittsburgh and Jacksonville all the time. So now you're seeing the, the sales lag. They're burning out the South. Now they're going to burn out Toronto because they're going there too many times during the year. It's the reason why WWE goes away for a week. You don't see no house shows or you, you see split house shows where you won't see Roman that much or you won't see Seth or Cody that much. And then they'll come mm-hmm. back in places in a couple months. Why don't y'all get this? How old are y'all? Too damn old. Too damn old. That's why y'all mad. (laughs) That's why y'all mad. If you love this segment, let us know. We'll bring it back. (laughs) That is indeed why they're mad. And I will bring this back regardless of what people say. This is great. (laughs) 
This is great. This is great. I feel very, I feel very, I feel very good about this segment. Um, we should probably get into the weekly shows. Yes, let's go to SmackDown. Uh, the the big thing about SmackDown, this was literally a show predicated on this long thirty minute segment <laughs> at the end of the show. This was the longest fucking segment I've seen on SmackDown since what Honorary Us? That was like twenty some minutes. Uh, probably since yeah i would say so like it's been a while since we had a really long segment on the show but if it, chances are it's a bloodline segment so it's not like you got anything else to worry about if it was any segment it should have been this one right and um, his thousand days celebration let's just get to the numbers really quick it was one of the highest rated uh segments of the year and and all in all of wrestling let's just be clear at 2.9 million uh, viewers smackdown ends up landing at like a 2.5 2.6 on the night which is higher than the 2.1s they've been getting uh without roman for the last couple of weeks um it comes out we get a new belt i mean here's the thing that segment was so big no one was even mad about the belt <laughs> no one's even talking about the fucking new title that he gets right before it <laughs> what did you feel about the title i <laughs> you do not know what i feel about this damn title i don't i, I, didn't, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in the, i wasn't in the chat i I don't I get it, but I don't like it. I don't like how it looks. I don't like the fact that this is like the representation of both titles together now. I don't know what I expected to be honest with you. It's not like I expected two w, two Ws fighting each other on a fucking championship belt or something along those lines. Um but it just looked like another this literally, I think it's also the fact that they've made custom belts so much now that this just feels like a custom belt. Like, this is a yellow strap away and maybe a couple weed signs away from being Snoop Dogg's belt. <laughs> there was no weed signs on that, was there? On Snoop Dogg's belt? Yeah, there was? I think so. Um while and if so. <laughs> <laughs> but I would imagine there would have to be. But, um... But I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it, to be honest with you. I don't like the Black Diamonds. I get that they're a little bit different, but I don't know. I, uh... the black Diamonds hit different. I just got to... Um... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. No. Okay. I'm not going to say what I got. There uh... is weed on... There... Yeah, well, all right. Where's the cha-ching? Um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I, there's weed on there's there is little weed things on this belt. Okay, well that's nice for WWE to do for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I I I like the belt. I think the black straps. I, I like the black straps the way they set uh, the color of the the black W. You just don't see the black W very often. I, I think it, it's really cool. It works for Roman. I'm pretty sure they might tweak it a little bit more. Who knows? I just think that double belt uh, era. We got to get to the consolidated, but I just think that this is again more clues as to like where really they're going in the future with it with the title, and you just can't have the, the double belt very long. So I, I don't, I didn't get. They're gonna, they're gonna unify the belt again in like five fucking years, so yeah, it doesn't like, even matter. Because the thing is, we hated the fucking spinner shit until it just became just was what it was, and then until I was, they, <laughs> they put a screw in that bitch and it stopped spinning. That's exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the segment itself. Roman Reigns accepts the belt as soon as the Usos music hit, and, and my great pop by the way by the by the fans in attendance there. That pop was insane for the Usos. I, again, they keep doing for the past two and a half three years. They keep doing these world class pops, 
And they they they're up there. I don't know if people want to admit it, but they're up there with some of the greatest ones. This Uso one was something I wasn't expecting. Were you expecting that? Um, yes and no, because I know that people wanted the fallout of this. I know that people look forward to where this was all kind of going. Um, again, theater, cinema. It's like they were trying to build a fucking mutiny. What? It was, it was a little bit different because it looked like they were also trying to like have a heart to heart. It's like we don't want to be abused anymore. It was like a fucking labor union <laughs> agreement. Like we're tired of the disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hell no, then, we won't go. <laughs> <laughs> then Solo comes over. He's like, I acknowledge you, my chief. But, but my those my brothers over. <laughs> That's when I knew the ju- the j- the jig was up. I say, yep. <laughs> I say, yep. Yeah. You ain't even wearing the same color shirt, nigga. Come on. Um, how you got your own shirt, Solo? Usos don't got their own shirt. Um, all his all his gear looks like made like custom for him. Like it's just like he made it in his garage. That's why I think that's what I love about him. Like he's got like the impact font on his tights. I'm like, get a real gear maker. Nigga. I don't. He he just don't. He don't. Um, either way, I thought it got a little bit too crazy. Everyone was starting to mush everybody else in the fucking face. It was how, getting real. That's how family do it because you don't want to punch you don't want you don't want to punch your brother in the face. You don't want to punch your cousin no. in the face. That's like that's point of no return type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like punching your brother in the face, right? So I'm I'm glad Jimmy's getting this moment because Jimmy uh, through the majority of this program has been ineffective entirely. It's good. It's good. It's good. It, it, the 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 promo he got a promo of his life. Mm-hmm. The promo of his life here. Like, I, I really like the Jimmy Uso promo. I'm glad that they're both getting a chance to shine here because it was so much about Jay. And now it's really about Jimmy. You have that stellar moment with the super kick. Now you have this moment here. The back and forth was great. Paul Heyman was great also, just being like, this can't happen. Like, this is this is scary. Um, and then you finally get solo hitting Jimmy with the uh Samoan spike. Uh, you know. Solo's biggest heel in the world right now. People, hey people. man, here's the here's the also bigger part of that segment. Jay Uso didn't immediately kick fucking Solo in the face like he probably should have. Yeah, yeah. So that was a thing to me where I was like, "You hit my brother, I'm it's over." But then you also my brother, so it's kind of like I guess a difficult thing to do. But and also, what is Jay's decision going to be? Roman Reigns walks up the stage, and this is like some like credit shit. This is like some shit after the credits. Paul Heyman walks up to Roman. And he's like, "But, but what, what about Jay? <laughs> Did they tell them to say that? <laughs> I don't know." But Roman, what does Roman say? Jay's gonna do what he always does. <laughs> All in line, and he walks away. <laughs> And I was like, damn. I was like, damn. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> when does this shit start again? Um, overall, just great, fantastic segment. Listen, when you talk about you talk about the MJFs of the world, he always talk about how it's quarter hours. Yeah. Do numbers. This is at least three quarter hours, and they were killing it. Like this is <laughs> this is real, this is the real draw in wrestling. This is the mere fact you had 15,000 people who are here to see people get in the ring and compete against each other. Sit down and watch this stage performance between this family. Watch this play out. And we're bought into every single minute of it. Solo Sokoa is now the biggest heel that there is in his weird fucking pants. 
Um, Jay, Jimmy, what is Jay going to do? Mm-hmm. How does Jim, what does it happen to Jimmy after that? Like, where do we all go from here? And the truth is, we'll apparently find out on SmackDown this week. I, I've i always been of the mind that it's going to be Usos, Roman versus uh, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. I think in London, you think it's London? Yeah, I think it's London. Um, I think, uh, I think the story here is does Jay strike Solo, his other brother, and does he strike Roman? I think that's the final, the final domino to drop here with this whole mm-hmm. storyline. And I think that we could be looking at a, we could be looking at a three man bloodline. We could, it could be back to Roman. Honestly, it would be back to Roman. I'm. You know, they haven't clearly established a contender for this belt. Haven't even come close to it since pretty much WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. Niggas just haven't contended. Um, so it's clear they kind of want to get this story out the way. I'm interested to see what they do for SummerSlam, but it looks like Money in the Bank is indeed another tag team match. Right. Um, he's, gotta, he's got to defend because that's probably going to main event uh, yeah. in, in the UK. Yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so, would but we've got to we've got to establish a contender for this belt as well, though. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. It's, I, I, and let me tell you right now, it don't look like they're on SmackDown. Um, okay. The OC defeating Hit Row. Uh, uh, I, I, I tried not to like dock a lot of things on this show too hard because I knew the ending segment was going to be like a heart tug. Um, but I would like to know and establish that like they're going to be doing something with the tag titles on this show so they have something to fight for. And if you're not going to have Sammy and KO, because it doesn't seem like Mills, they're going to be showing up on SmackDown anytime soon. Nah, they they Imperiumed up. And you, to be honest with you, they've, they've been on SmackDown enough this year, apparently. And, and I mean, they even said on the show, we're done. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like, like i, I just, guess it's, it's none of my business anymore you know it is what it is i just i just feel like they need to introduce if you're introducing a new title for roman y'all need to introduce some new titles on that show and do a tournament or something to kind of pass the time for these teams because they're out there doing nothing and yeah i think we need to split the belts again like you can we can split the belts again because yeah. i've never seen as much as hit row is just the bottom of the barrel. I've never seen a more ineffective team than the OC, <laughs> than Gallows and Anderson. I've never seen chums that are just chums and nothing else. Yeah. There is no, they have not contended for a title since they've returned. They have not been in any kind of match. I mean, they've been in matchups, you know, for number one contenders and stuff, but like, they're AJ's guys. Mm-hmm. AJ's I mean, that, the guy. That's how they got rehired, though. Right, right. AJ's the guy. We got to figure out something for them to do. Yeah. We got to figure out something for the OC to do, just in general. Because we can't have this. I don't want to live through SmackDown again with no fucking. The, 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 yeah, the tag title just being wrapped up in raw fuse and shit. Mm-hmm. They, got a, they got a ton of, of tag teams on SmackDown. We, we ain't bring a pretty deadly for them not to be no damn tag team titles on SmackDown. Hey, hey. They work, and we got to do like a, we got to do like a, a a ranking of just who who out there working right now. Hey man, it's, it's June. It's June. We could do our half year rankings. We could do one of those. 
you know. Also, I'm on just here. putting it out there. Selena Vega and LA Knight, yeah, qualified for Money in the Bank. I think it was a foregone conclusion. I think there was like some big argument whether LA Knight should win over Montez. Listen, he's he's they're they're have he needs to do something of consequence in order for people to be hyped for him this much. Cheers ain't enough. <laughs> yeah. He needs to have a consequence. Hey man, they turned on Montez a little bit. So Montez turned it up a little bit. But LA Knight, he had to win. He had to win. Because they've been giving him they've been passing him L's all fucking month. <laughs> but here's my thing. So he's, he, also, he's also been losing a lot. And I feel like yeah. when, you, when you lose a lot, they're usually setting you I up still for something. Give, I, I, I wouldn't give him the briefcase. I still wouldn't give him the briefcase. <laughs> Be who, <sighs> nigga? Who he beating? I would to be I, honest I would, with you. Let me let me see the rest of the field first. Because right now my gut yeah. or my heart, my heart says Nakamura. My heart says it. Heart. Okay. But okay. my gut is saying LA Knight is probably gonna get it. But let me wait to see who else is gonna be in this. Cause it looks like Bronson Reed will probably weasel his way into. Um yeah, well we got we got two more matchups that schedule this week. I think we got Ali versus um fuck. Who's Ali versus? Um we got a couple more matchups this week. I'll, I'll follow up, but we got a couple more matchups this week that'll that'll lay out the field a little bit more. Where, where is he qualifying on SmackDown? Yeah, he's gonna show up on SmackDown. Um, it is Mustafa Ali versus Santos Escobar next Santos week one. on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and then we have Baron Corbin versus Matt Riddle. I think that's also on SmackDown or Raw. It's probably Raw. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so I guess Riddle and then um, Santos. Riddle looks to be going. Oh, against I'm Kofi. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Santos Escobar versus Mustafa Ali. Yes. Butch. Butch versus Baron Corbin. Butch is going to be in Money in the Bank or Baron Corbin. Right. Hmm. Oh, you can. No. But, no. Butch yeah. is Butch is going to be in Money in the Bank. Yeah. <laughs> you had it right. He's like, or bad in the court? No, nigga. Yeah, I, I remember it's in, it's in the UK, so that's 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 a big moment for them. Yeah, he he and, sells it in ladder matches too. So, and then on SmackDown this week we got uh, Meechin versus Bailey and Shotzi versus EO Sky. Got it. Got a question. The not putting Cameron Grimes in that because it seems as though they're like they're having him waiting, like they did with Santos for a while. They had him waiting for the for the storyline they want to put him in, but it seems right. like. He's been on TV every week since he's since he's debuted, and he's gotten some pretty convincing victories as well. Um, I'm interested. I want to see what they do with, with with Cameron Grimes. He he was obviously like an H guy when he was in NXT. He was somebody that they gave a lot to. Um, kind of lost his way a little bit when the when the regime change happened. He was off TV, but now we're back, and I love to see what what they got planned for him. I would imagine he's going to cost Baron Corbin this money in the bank spot. Because uh, the way he's approaching is it's on site for him. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like that. I like that idea. That's a hey, Mills booking one on one. We here. Grayson Waller effect. Uh, he hasn't actually gotten to the ring yet. I wonder if he's injured because he hasn't done he, any injury stuff. I think he still is. He broke the shit out of his foot or something <laughs> like that, right? I think he's injured, but that's why he. Yeah, hasn't. he's absolutely he's absolutely injured. Yeah. So he um he's been doing the the but it's good that they kept him on TV. Uh, he, he has something with Oscar. Weird segment, not gonna lie. Really weird segment with Oscar. I think had it right. Quan Quan said, "I have never seen a good Grayson Waller effect segment," <laughs> and I agree completely. 
Oh my god. It was it was a weird segment. I, I just felt like again you could keep him in the mix. I like I like that he's he was able to, to ad lib a little bit after the scripted part was done. He was like, Oh look at all these ladies, I love it. Like I thought that was a, a, that showed his personality. I think that what they're giving him right now is like the dirt worst. I feel like if you're gonna do this to him, put him behind the put him in the fucking commentary booth or something for a second or, or have him commentate matches until he's ready to go back. Hey, hey, let me ask you this. Did you hear the reaction? When EO Sky came out, yeah, was talking to Asuka, yeah, she's ready, pal. She's ready, and <laughs> Asuka was like, "Bitch, who this bitch?" <laughs> I love that Michael Cole, and no one caught this, but I feel like Michael Cole definitely knew they were cussing because he said, uh, "Good luck to the censors" or something like that. After that promo, I was like, he definitely knew they were cussing. <laughs> Michael Cole sure. knows a little something, something, but no, I, I you listen. This is, uh, I love Asuka's kind of, you know, persona, kind of what she's got going on right now. EO Sky is very hot. They had Bailey come out afterwards to kind of like um, temper the, the the heat that was coming out for, you know, this kind of match. <laughs> um, they had Shotzi come out for whatever reason. Um, Lacey Evans came out because she has a, a match, I assume, that's qualifying yeah. for Money in the Bank. And Zelina came out with her chancleta. And, uh, then, as Asuka manages to escape this entire ordeal, she gets met with Bianca Belair at the top of the stage, and Bianca ain't playing nice no more. As, you know, you you heard Bianca, you heard Baca not nice, Bianca not nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it, it ain't over. Is basically the the idea that I got. I knew it wasn't over. Uh, I knew it wasn't over. It, it, it's clear that we are, you know, heading to another match between the, these two. They, they don't I, th- I feel like they lost a step a bit from the mania match in the last match I think the next one needs to have some type of step I can imagine it happening in the UK money in the bank unless be, unless Bianca gets into money in the bank I don't know but um, it's something something where Bianca can't be pinned because realistically I guess she could I mean she was pinned last time I guess she could be pinning and she has she ain't gotten pinned in how many months when, when Oscar yeah. like a, it was like almost a year or something like that so I mean it's yeah. a big win for Oscar I still see her getting the title back before the end of the year, though. It's, yeah, it's, I could see it. Run from it, it. Run from it. Dread it. Bianca and Charlotte, they they will, <laughs> they are inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's, it's not Bianca, it's going to be Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's going to be one of the two. My, what I want to wonder, or what I'm wondering, Mills, is when Charlotte the fuck spit you? back in her face. Charlotte be like, <laughs> take, <laughs> eat the eat the mist and then spit it back. <laughs> I hate that shit, bitch. Put <laughs> it back in your face, nigga. No, I, what I'm wondering is when they're gonna flip the belts. I'm like, what? All right, you can't be the Raw champion and you're not on Raw no more. Like, y'all gotta just flip the belts. I, I, I'm thinking that Triple H is coming up with some convoluted way to, to, to avoid them having to just hand the belts to each other. Like Vince would have already done this shit, Mills. He would have just said, "Hey, come on the show this week. Just fly out. Just hear the hand of the belt and leave." We'll make it a segment backstage, film with Bruce, something along those lines. Exactly. Um, I'm assuming he's waiting until. I'm assuming we're waiting until Money in the Bank. But to be honest, the Money in the Bank changes a lot. Yeah. So. Um, oh, you know what you could do? Someone could cash in. That's what I'm thinking. Because the ladies like to cash in that same night because they don't have no patience. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's no tact with their thing. Someone could um, cash in on like it would probably be someone from 
it would have to be someone from Raw winning it to cash in on the SmackDown one, and someone from SmackDown winning it to cash in on the. And get, well, there's I, only going to be one, so somebody cashing it in on Oscar then, because it can't be Rhea. You're right. You're right. Who? Who though? I wonder. I wonder. Eels guy. Anyway, um, let's go to Raw. Let's go to Raw. Great show. Great show. That crowd did that. Well, they they were a great crowd. That city did not deserve that show. <laughs> nah, nah. But you know, it's Vinnie Mac City. You know what I'm saying? He, he, came he was at the show, apparently. So now, Ripton said, I know how to do this shit still, nigga. Hey, man. People ain't know what to fucking believe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Vince is at the show. And then the show was awesome. It was like, this nigga is terrible. He said, no, this <laughs> They hit the, the white man science is amazing, ain't it? Oh no. <laughs> this can't be. <laughs> oh my god. Great show though. Great show. Uh, one of the better Raws. But today marks the one year anniversary of the judgment day betraying Edge and becoming uh part of its current iteration right now with Rhea, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. Huge segment that actually ended the show that week, I believe. And now No, I don't think it actually did. Oh, it happened before something else had something else ended that show that week. Yeah, it was like Cody versus Seth or something along those lines. I think it was the Cody, the Cody segment or something that ended it or something. Or was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, I don't remember. I just know it didn't end the show because it happened in the middle of the show. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. It was a wild segment. It was a really I and I remember having a lot of praise for the segment at the time and wondering where they would go. And then that segment happened and they disappeared off TV for like three weeks. Yeah interesting and then well here's the thing they used to all wear suits now now it's dressed down finn looking as ridiculous as fucking ever you see them big ass silver pants um lagged out they incorporated dom made dominic mysterio into a star he uh, was i will say this with no hesitation that he is the moment that they became the linchpin that they became what they are and i agree I don't think you get the heat that they get, and they get heat individually. Let's let, let's not just, you know stop it. Like they're like Rhea clearly gets cheers, but the men in the group they clearly get boos where where they're supposed to be booed. And I said this yesterday in our chat. I said the biggest challenge for Triple H isn't what's going to happen after Roman loses the belt. It's what's going to happen when you eventually got to make Dominic Mysterio a babyface again. <laughs> like it's, it's like what like how did how does that happen? Because he's the biggest heat on the show right now. I don't know if you do. I he's, see it like, more so of how he's gonna be babyface again. No, I see it more so how the Eddie and China thing ended up, where Dominic gets too big for his britches, and then he begins like low key kind of like gaslighting Rhea. Um, I could see something happening like that because it seems like they want to cheer Rhea Ripley for sure. Um, and I think it's more so the moment of when they pull the plug and really allow us to just cheer her for everything that she is. And I think it does have to do something with Dom. And I think Dom remains a heel. And then I think we do see like Rhea versus Dom at some you, point. You got to baby face them first, though. I think you got to baby face them first. I think I can see it. Yeah. I think they're slowly building up Imperium to be there. We'll get to Imperium in a second. But like they're clearly like Imperium's like, yo, we're not taking that shit. And, they, and they're keeping them away from each other. But they're right. also in the, on this show which had great matches, including a great main event between Seth Rollins and Damian Priest. I can't believe they haven't done that before. They have, they have never done that before. That's crazy. Um, you're starting to see some cracks. I'm hope- I don't think this will be a breakup. Let's just be clear. I don't think this is a breakup, but I think it's like 
definitely leading to Finn versus Seth. Yeah, I think this is the, I think it's from last week to this week. It's definitely what we're going for is Finn versus Seth, especially in London. Yeah, you got to do it over there. Um, You got to let them have a classic money in the bank. If the card is looking like the way we want it to look, it's going to be generational. Like it's going to be a fucking great show. But um, I do like the small little Finn wanting to get that back because it's like, yo, Seth is kind of, he's hitting on on a really big pain point. For, for Finn. That's the shoulder. That's the injury. Seth, I, I like that they're keeping him still that needly kind of nasally shitty kind of person a little bit on, on a lot of things here. I like that. And to be, and to be honest, you, Finn's never looked as short as he ever did until he got into Judgment Day. He really looks like a little Napoleon Complexian kind of <laughs> nigga, to be honest with you. I liked it. I liked the way it ended. I liked the match that they had. Again, I'm, I'm really into a lot of the stuff they're doing with the Judgment Day. But in terms of for a year now, or, or where they're at now from the from a year later, them being the biggest... I mean, you were just complaining a couple weeks ago. They win too much. <laughs> like, you're I like, mean, too much. The, I guess the buck stopped at Seth, apparently. <laughs> I mean... The buck stopped at Bad Bunny, because that's when the shit... Buck, the, the, the buck stops at the world title, apparently. But, um, you know... Great opportunity. I thought uh, everything they did on Raw. I mean, can we just talk about? I guess we can. I, don't, I, I know we got other stuff to talk about, but Judgment Day on Raw. I mean, they had several moments on Raw from the opening match to it looks like, and I don't know. I could guess if this was like a request by Cody. Cody's like, put me in the ring with Dom. Yeah, he put said, me I- in the ring with. He said, I ain't doing shit else. <laughs> right. Because apparently, so the rumor is that the next Brock Lesnar match isn't until SummerSlam. Okay. That's the rumor. Okay. Um, so Cody so kind of needs something, something along the way. Keep it going. Because you don't keep him off. You don't keep him off money in the bank, do you? I wouldn't. No. I think the people, especially, I don't know when the last time Cody's been to London. I mean, <laughs> there ain't no Wembley in his future, but right. um, <laughs> I don't know when the last time Cody's been to London, and I'm pretty sure they're like, they want him there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, gotta hear that. Whoa. And, whoa. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And, and if he can, if he can put on a banger with Dominic Mysterio there, I think it's a great card. Mm hmm. And he's known to he's known to try and make that magic work with all the bells and whistles with uh, familial con- connections, right? And then you know you had his wife tweet out because uh, <laughs> his wife was in the business. Um, she was like, "Black ass shadow, black bitch." Um, no, she says uh, she tweeted out and says, "Papa won't hit mommy, but mommy will." Mm. Hey. What if Brandy shows up? It's in WWE. That's a good question. What if Brandy shows up? I think the Whew, that that's it. Here's here's the thing. The Cody thing was 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 easy for people to get over. It was easy for people to get to. The Brandy thing might be a bridge too fucking far. <laughs> I mean, I would uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of against it, but I also can't stop what's going to happen. But I'm kind of against it. I wouldn't be. I, I we'll see. There's a lot of people telling them no. They need an editor. That's why they need an editor. That's true. That's true. If to show up and like smack her from the from the crowd, like in the UK, then I think that's fine. If she just shows and up, and also, 
Rhea Ripley should beat the shit out of Brandy. <laughs> to be honest with you, should well, be able to. Brandy was going 50 50 in AEW. I don't know if you know this. If you're not going to do a Brandy match, I would not do that because Cody can't hit her. He can't hit Rhea. You know what I'm saying? He's not well, going to hit Rhea, you know? Oh, that's true. I mean, you might do a. Do a mixed tag in the future. Do it on a house show. You Here's the thing: saying? you didn't put any there in the first place. So, like, let's just let's just get Brand- unless 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 we cut the shit and Jay Cargo comes to the WWE. Hey man, hey man, listen. Oh man. Hey, um, do you want to get to the main event now or save it for a little bit later? Talk about the main event. Main event. Seth Rollins' first World Heavyweight Championship defense. He decided he set out an open challenge on SmackDown. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. You got a couple days of anticipation. It could be anybody. And then like 20 minutes later, they confirmed <laughs> <laughs> that Damian Priest on a Friday had accepted this challenge. Um, but still a great match. I mean, Damian Priest, I think the one thing, especially when we talked about his U.S. title reign a number of years back, the one thing that we always said is he can go. Um He's gone with the best of them. He's been in the ring, um, you know, with Edge, and he's been in the ring with Sheamus, and he's been in the ring with a lot of different people. I mean, even go back to NXT. I thought this was a moment where you made him look like a really big deal, and you really, like, his role in the group continues to be, like, the heavy, the enforcer, the someone like that. And I think this continued to show that and uh I don't know what long-term plans there is for Damian Priest, but I think if there's any plans that you want to figure him into, I think he's going to do well on them. Yeah, I I would I I agree. I, I think that the the issue is trying to juggle so many awesome ego, not egos, but like awesome characters, right? Um, you've got an awesome character with Finn, you got an awesome character with Dom, you got an awesome character that's building with Damian Priest, and and you know he had that big moment, that big main event in Puerto Rico. It's going to be interesting to see how they juggle that and giving him something important to do and then having Finn have something important to do. Cause, cause again, like they say Finn is the de facto leader, but then it'll be Damien some weeks. It'll be Rhea some weeks. So like, we'll, we'll see how they juggle that. Like I would, I would honestly love to see Damien and Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? I, that, that to me is the real test. If, if he's, if he's ready to go is, is if Brock Lesnar fucks with him. So, I mean, Finn's work with Brock, you know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of right. people that work with him and, and he's fucked with and he, and he's allowed them to get, you know, Get 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 their shit off on on him for so we'll see what happens there. But I thought the main event was great, and I think I think there is a world championship in this future. I think by virtue of now have having two championships, that's and one is not being fucking held by Roman Reigns for the umpteen for a thousand plus days. There is opportunity for him to become a world champion in the future. So um, great performance, great show, great main event, and I liked where it all ended up. But that wasn't the only banger on this fucking show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was multiple overarching storylines. I gotta like, I gotta like, tip my cap and, and clap for not only the continuity editors on on these shows now, but also just the the way that they're weaving so many people into storylines and setting up things that you really want to see. It's it's, it's kind of giving kind of old NXT. Like this show felt like a three hour NXT show. To be honest with no, you, no, I like, could see that. I could see that. In terms of the way they laid things out in a more big budget way too as well. But uh Imperium has been running roughshod over the raw roster since they got there. Uh and, and this week they they showed up again to to make their intentions known for those tag team titles between KO and Sami Zayn. KO wanted a fight. He got a fight, uh, uh, not even announced, I meals, mean, just just a match between Kevin Owens and Gunther on the show. 
they got about 20 minutes like maybe two or was it three commercial breaks it was it was a lot of commercial breaks before it this was match. quite a bit it might have been two but it was definitely quite a bit of commercial breaks like it went for a while like 18 minutes i believe so we, we get a long 20 minute almost 20 minute match on the show they got to do this again someday I, I i they were working like they were trying to steal the show knowing they had that main event coming up but this was the first time again another first time match to happen i feel like i know a lot of people that were kind of upset about it happening my my general my general view of this is that wrestling shows do this all the time the show is that 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 like if if you don't complain about AEW doing it you can't complain about wwe doing it you know what i'm saying and and doing types of matches like and they also got to fill a longer show so this doesn't shut out the uh, the the chance for this to happen again uh but it also does it, it does give you more of a more of a hook to see it again and see it end in the right way but they they right. straight up gave a pinfall to gunther they straight up they they just beat him and I, and I thought that that was the right way to do it you don't end this match on some type of fuck finish you make it definitive or or as definitive as it can be but you do give gunther that win absolutely and I could see them challenging for the Intercontinental Championship in the future. I could see it. Um, or, I mean, next week, I, next week you might get Gunther versus Sami Zayn. And I think that's going to be a banger, too. So we definitely got a lot of options here. Um, be interesting how kind of things shape towards money in the bank. Obviously, traffic outside my fucking window. What's um, going on? <laughs> traffic. It's literally traffic. Um. um I, I I also feel like I mean you might you might not actually get I'm wondering what they're gonna do with the Imperium thing because later on in the show you get Matt Riddle being like yo fuck fuck Imperium bro and then they say what's up and then and, Matt, and apparently he snaps his leg like for real <laughs> he snaps Vinci uh, Vinci's uh, ankle and so what is the story now going to be that you get Vinci or or Kaiser and Gunther versus um versus KO and Sammy and that's the easy way to get out of not having a singles Gunther match and then you kind of still get Matt Riddle and Gunther at a later date because I honestly would feel, I feel like they should just do Gunther and Matt Riddle and, and, and Money in the Bank I think that's what they're going to do at the end of the day so I think that's where we're going to head he's going to be like oh you saw my guy's leg I'm going to break your arm how and long is the show going to be <laughs> this is going to be I mean it's going to be a great show Money yeah. in the Bank London it's going to be great I mean they have they're trying to up the ante as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, considering all the press for AEW and their Wembley thing, I think they're trying to like, all right, well, follow this. TBH. Yeah. Um, uh, later on in the show, we got Becky Lynch versus, uh, Becky Lynch versus um, Sonya Deville, which was a good match too. I was, listen, Becky right now is at the top of my list for like, like, best women's performer right now i think she just got it i I don't it it doesn't even have to be consistency but i think she's at the point in her career where she knows how to go um and can do it consistently and can pull it out of her ass at any time what she did with trish in saudi arabia was was sorcery (laughs) my nigga like that's that's funny (laughs) that made no sense why that match was that was that fire i still give the nod to um, I still give the nod to like Charlotte and Rhea being like like basically my favorite women's match of the year so far, but mm-hmm. I, I I can't deny that Becky Lynch has been working and and she works more than Rhea does. So like I I got I got I got to tip my hat to her. But she qualifies for Money in the Bank, and interestingly enough, Zoe Stark also qualifies for Money in the Bank. They're doing some type of storyline with Natty here, 
I want people to chill out. It seems like she's in on it <laughs> on these losses. All right. <laughs> I, it just seems as like because she made a no, post. No, she's in on it. She's in on it. She's in on it. But I'm she like, made a post over the weekend, like she was like, I don't know why people would want to train with me after last week's loss or some shit. I was like, oh, okay, it's a storyline. Like she's she's yeah. in on the losses. We get it. Because all right, God bless her is what I'll say. <laughs> so I, I I'm looking at this as Becky Lynch or uh, will either put Zoe Stark out or Trish Stratus will probably uh, cost Becky the Money in the Bank briefcase. Because Becky or Trish ain't climbing no damn ladder. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens in the UK. We shall see what happens. The It's looking thing. Um, what else do we have? I mean, we had a debut. We touched the Cody thing, so we can, we can skip that. But yeah, we had a debut. We had a debut of these girls who can creatively not be interjected in any segment except the same fucking way where someone will be having an interview minding their own business and they'll be like what's that <laughs> tag title match <laughs> i thought you'd never ask it's like bitch who was talking to you um either way the results listen i never said they couldn't go you did. You did. I was waiting for you to say I that. Said, I said, I never said they couldn't go. I said they're a whack tag team. And I think they're never at any point the most interesting thing in the ring. Never. Even close. Never. Okay, don't make me I go I stand back. by that. I know John I Barnes, Jalen. Y'all I stand remember by that. Armand, for sure, remember shit. I stand I, by I, that. I know I've said they could go. I said they can go, though. People, it doesn't matter. They need people jobbers. saying, oh, they're going to save the division. I think they Who should be tag team that? champions. People say that on Twitter. Who said that? People say it on Twitter. I'm not going to say who. People say that. Um, they said, oh, they should be tag team champions just because they have matching tights and apparently have wrestled with each other for two years. Granted, great. You're the only reputable tag team left that has not turned on each other. You know why you haven't turned on each other? Because neither one of you are interesting in any facet that it would be better that you apart than together. That's all I got to say. Mills is Good mean. debut. Good Mills, debut. Mills is really, really mean. Ronda gave him a lot. Shayna, too. They gave him a lot. I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I think that they have a lot of upside once they get a character. Their, their theme is they like have a character. It's just whack. <laughs> their their theme is just like the party rock remix, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, that was that was raw. It looks like Cody and Dominic, as we mentioned, is, is the direction. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of things that happened. But I would I I mean, if you had to go out of your way to watch anything from this show, definitely the main event, definitely KO versus Gunther. Um, and you could you could check out um you could check out Sonya and Becky too. I thought the Sonya was working, man. Somebody back there really believes in Sonya Deville and, and I can see the imp- improvement in her. So like I, 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 I fuck with it a lot. So that was this week in wrestling next week. We got a big, 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 big week with AEW collision uh, premiering. Uh, we're we're going to have all of the, all of the breakdowns of that and what's going to happen with the main event on that show this week on the war report with Quan and Cyrus. Um, you'll, you'll be able to hear that. And uh, yeah, uh, let us know why y'all mad. Send in, send in the thing, the reason why y'all mad. And uh 
We'll talk about that next week on the segment. If, if there's anything else that pisses people off, that would be some shit if it's nothing pissed anyone off this week, Mills, and we had nothing to talk about next week. Someone will. Oh, that's, that doesn't happen. Someone says something that will that will do. We're just getting into uh, Saudi money has just gone mainstream, and people are very mad oh, at God. that. I've seen all types of shit about that this morning. Uh, but yes, we'll we'll be right back with you guys next week with the latest, greatest, and uh, weirdest stuff in pro wrestling on the A-Show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I'm Justin. See you next week. Peace.